Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Amen. And um, today we are going to be looking at the 16 characteristics of love. 16 characteristics or traits um, um, of love. Amen. Are you ready? But we are only going to do eight this morning. Amen. Let's pace ourselves because we don't want to rush through them. So we are just going to focus. But in total, we are going to be doing 16 of them. Turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 13 from verse number 1. 1 Corinthians chapter number 13 from verse number 1 through to 8. Um, uh, the Bible says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. I have become sounding brass and a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love. I am nothing. So in other words, it's also possible. In other words, it's also possible to prophesy, demonstrate high level of faith, big faith, experience miracle signs and wonders breakthrough each and every day in your life. It means it's possible to do all of those things and lack love. That's why the Bible is addressing it. And it says it does not matter all of those things, but if we don't have love, we are nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Verse 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be banned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. It profits me nothing. Ish, to the point of banning my body. Verse number 4, it says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Verse 6. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Verse 7. Love bears all things. Believes all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Speak to us this morning. Renew our minds and transform our lives. Build us, O oh God, with your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We said we are looking at the 16 characteristics of love and the first one on top of the list. I'm not sure whether they wrote these in order of um, importance. I'm not sure. But first on the list is patience. The first characteristic or the first trait of love is patience. The Bible says love suffers long. Love suffers long. In the Passion Translation, it says love is large and incredibly patient. That is love. In other words, if I truly love someone, I must be patient with them. I cannot claim to love somebody and be impatient with them. Love requires a lot of patience. Once you commit into a relationship and say that you love somebody, you better accept or acknowledge that you will have to be very patient with that individual. Why? Because no one is perfect, including you. Oh, okay. 
You, you are perfect, right? I, like I can, I could feel amen escaping, like walking down the stairs. No one is, is perfect, including you. I'm not perfect. And I need somebody to be patient with me. But I must also learn to be patient with others. Because the reality is, some people are very slow. If you are married, you will know what I'm talking about. There is that gender that takes their time. It's like you can do your part, be ready 30 minutes before you leave. I promise you, my friend, you will sit in the car and the lesson there is don't scream or shout, be patient. Even if you have two cars, because someone is like, and now we get gender. But if you love somebody, make sure that you are just going to accept beforehand that I will have to be patient with this person. Because generally, some people are slow to learn. You know, sometimes you can mature first in a certain area in your relationship and wonder, why is this person not, you know, looking at things the way that I'm looking at them? Just be patient. Walk with them until they can get to that level. One day it will happen. They will receive their breakthrough. <laughs> One day their eyes will be opened and they will, they will be like, and they might not come and tell you that you were right all along, but you will just look at the behavioral change. And oh, now they are getting it. And they might not acknowledge that you said it first. But generally, make sure that you are patient with them. Because people are slow sometimes even to respond to needs. And maybe you are frustrated in your relationship. Maybe in your marriage. Maybe amongst your friends. It's like you feel like they don't see the needs that you have for one, two, three, and four. They are slow to respond to your needs. The Bible says love suffers long. Now you've been suffering for two days. Already you are kicking and screaming. But be patient so that even when you raise your issues, at least you have demonstrated some level of patience. Are we here, Bazalon? Decide beforehand, I'm going to be patient. Listen, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 6 verse 11, but you, O men of God, O women of God, right? Flee these things, he says, and pursue and then he mentions a couple of things, righteousness, godliness, faith, love. But he also says, pursue patience. What does that mean? It means you must be intentional with being patient. Otherwise, it can escape you. Each and every day, make sure that you are going to pursue patience. Because there will be things in your relationship, whether it's a, it's, a, it's a working relationship, business relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, but there will always be things each and every day that will require for you to pursue patience. Every day. Like I said, there are people like who take forever to, to grasp something. It's like you, you are there by God's grace, but... It's like that. But, but the good thing is that life is so interesting because you can learn fast in one area, but be slow in another. That's why you are always, one, we once did a session with couples, Norman Fundis is saying, talking about grace in marriage. That's why you must exercise grace in marriage because you will one day require for that person to be patient with you. It's like, we have to be patient when our wives are putting that final layer of makeup. I'm, I don't understand sometimes why does it take so long? Because one day I might take forever to replace a light bulb. Because I don't know why do we take long to replace a light bulb. Like this thing is cheap, easy to replace. But for some reason, it takes forever to replace it. Patience. Patience. James 1.3 Knowing that the testing of your faith 
produces patience. So, if you believe in love and relationships, your love and your relationship will be tested. What's the purpose of it? To produce patience. So in other words, it will feel as if God is deliberately using this person to teach you patience. So that even when you are going to deal with him, you are going to be patient. Lord, teach me patience. Do it now, Lord. You didn't get it, right? Teach me patience, but don't delay. Do it now. And God gives you a frustrating relationship that is just going to teach you patience. Because you're now, and God's now. I mean, how many of you have read the scripture where Jesus said, I'm coming soon? More than 2,000 years later, he's still coming soon. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the 2,000, more than 2,000 years later, because God takes his time. Wives take their time. Husbands take their time. It's like my wife can ask me something, I don't know why. Sometimes I just feel like I need time to think. Husbands do that well. Like we, 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 we don't have the ability to decide now. It's just in us to take our time to make a decision. It's like don't pressure us to decide now. So in other words, in, in the same way that I don't pressurize you to do your makeup now and finish now in five minutes. So just give me some time to think and make a decision just give me a couple of days, maybe weeks. It might be months sometimes. You will never know. But at the, at the core of it, do not compromise love because of lack of patience. There are many relationships that die on the altar of people who lost patience. Number two, the second characteristic is kindness. The Bible says love is kind. The Passion Translation even says it is consistently kind to all. That is the nature of love. It is consistently kind to all. So if I truly love somebody, I must be kind to them. To be kind means having or showing a friendly, generous, and considerate Nature. Be friendly towards the person that you are in a relationship. Be friendly towards your friend. Be friendly towards your spouse. Be friendly towards your, your, your colleagues. Be generous. Just, just be generous with your time. Generous with, with the gifts or whatever the case may be. Show or demonstrate kindness towards the people you claim you love. Be considerate. Be considerate, especially because they will have um, their own shortcomings because if you are expecting somebody to love you, you are, you are also expecting them to be kind towards you. Sometimes you look at people who are in a relationship, couples. They say they love one another, but they are not kind at all. They claim to be, to be loving each other. Oh, I love my husband. I love my, my wife, but they are not kind when they are talking to each other. When they are dealing with one another, there's no kindness. And yet they claim that they love each other. Probably that day they sent each other romantic relationships, telling each other how much they love one another, but they are not kind at all. When they speak, they are not considerate. They are not kind. When, when, when they deal with each other, they are not considerate. It's like you, you are not even, and I love it because it, 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 the definition of kindness goes hand in hand with generosity. You can't buy flowers. Amen. You can't buy a gift. You complain. You do it out of a complaining heart. And yet you claim that you love this person. How? If you love somebody, be kind. Be kind to your friends. Speak well about them. Deal with them 
in a kind way. If you don't have any kind words to say to your spouse or to your friend or to your colleague, rather say nothing. Because there are no people, sometimes it's so, it's so scary, Barcelona, how like couples will deal with each other with words. It's like, you, 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 you like, do you, do, you, do you love each other? Are, are you sure? Because there's no kindness. It's like you don't, uh, in, in, in Zulu we have this phrase, I, I don't know how can I phrase it in English. You must count your, you must, you must be careful what you say. You must, eh? means your word or what, I don't know. But, but something to that effect to say, think first before you say something to somebody that you claim that you love. Think, is it not going to hurt them before you talk to your children? Before you talk to your um, colleague at work, your friend. Ask yourself, is it going to be kind? Whatever that I'm going to say, is it going to be kind? You know, people have, and I'm glad we are dealing with these characteristics because sometimes people claim that they love each other and they will do things in the name of love. And they will be like, they will think it's love. It's like you, you can't say you love somebody and you are controlling or manipulating them. Many of us in our, in our marriages, it's not love. We are controlling. It's like you are a, what, what do they call this? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to use um, difficult or painful words. It's like you are dominating everybody. You don't have time to listen. It's like everybody must do what you want. It's either your way or the highway. You are not considerate. You don't sit down to hear or to listen. What, even if sometimes, even if you don't agree. But just to demonstrate kindness. To say, well, somewhere at the back of my mind, I suspect that I have a better plan. But, you know, because the five previous times we went, things went my way. Let me just agree. There's no harm in that. In relationships, it's not about winning a debate. It's not about winning who's right and who's wrong. It's not about that. You see, if you do relationships from that perspective, it's going to be hard. Because as human beings, we hardly agree. We are wired differently. If I'm standing here and there's a six here, and I'm standing this side, this six is going to be six, and if you're standing this side, it's going to be a nine. And no matter how much I can convince you this is a six, from your perspective, it is a nine. So sometimes I just need to give it to you and say, yeah, okay, this is nine. It's fine. Right? So be kind. If you have nothing kind to say, just say nothing. Just choose to reserve your comment because words can be damaging. You can say one thing that is going to stay with that person for the next 20 years. And guess what? You are going to be in a relationship with that person. <laughs> you are going to be in a relationship with that person for the next 20 years. So when you sow kindness, you are going to benefit from it. But if you are going to be unkind, one day you are going to reap from your unkindness towards that person. So be loving and kind. Proverbs 19 verse 22. What is desired in a man is what? Kindness. What is desired in a man is what? Kindness. So look for, if you are looking at building good relationships, look for kind people. People who are kind in jail. As they are dealing, you know, because you will not struggle. You will not struggle. Uh, because you, people who are not kind, they can't hide it. You can, if you, are, if you are smart enough, you will tell. They are not considerate when they speak by a pathway. They just talk. They are stingy. They are always complaining, grumpy. Uh, you like, Ulambile, my suit, it's like, you, you just don't know what they want. You just don't know. That's why I was advising that if you want to get married, take time while you are dating. Because the purpose of dating is to really know 
if this person is good for me. So take time to know them. Check, are they kind? When they talk to you, when you made a mistake, how do they address it? Can't you see that this, this is... Hint, hint, red flag. Just pause and say, but why do you, I, I see I'm wrong. Why do you have to... Why do you have to? No, you don't have to take it to that level. There's this... Um, I'm going to say something, right? But, 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 don't tell my wife I told you. So, so my, my wife is Zulu. One. Two, she's from a big family. Three, she's loud. Even when I'm standing next to her, she's loud. So sometimes it feels like she's shouting at me. I'm like, but what did I do? What? So I'll pause and say, but why do you have to shout? And she'll she say, no, I'm not shouting. I'm like, but you, you are. She's no, I'm not shouting. I'm just driving your point. It's like she has that personality. She's, I'm sure you, you she's that. So, 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 so because I understand love, I understand that, no, she's not really being disrespectful or anything like that, but that's how she expresses herself. But and then I'll, I'll pause and say, but you don't have to shout? And she'll be like, no, I'm not shouting. I'm like, but check the tones, the level at which I'm talking and check your level. She's so like, oh, okay, but that's, that's, that's how I am. But I'm like, no, let's, let's, let's go down. And then afterwards, I would say this to her. I can also do that, but I choose not to. Because if it comes from my side, it will come with mas mascul masculinity. It will come with the power and authority that I have, and it's not going to be nice. So it's, it does not have, so husbands, let me give you a tip. Never escalate an argument with your wife. Because you are much more stronger. So naturally when you respond with wrath, even if you did not touch her, she will feel this small in an instant. So be kind with your words. That's why the Bible says we need to live with them and treat them as weaker vessels. It means that. In other words, we need to protect them from us. Wives, never attempt to raise an argument with your husband. Never. Never attempt. Because he can do that, and you are not going to like it. It's like, I've seen people, it's like, this woman is trying to provoke this man. It's trying to show him, I can take you on. Kuluma. Like, wow, do you really want him to say something? Do you really want him to say something? He's like, yeah, no, gonna manage this, gonna manage that. And you are looking at this man keeping quiet, and I'm thinking, oh, Lord, give him more kindness. <laughs> because I know that if he can respond, it's not gonna be nice. That's why the Bible says, a harsh response stirs up anger. So that's why many of us, we can't keep relationships because we took kindness and threw it out of the window. What is desired from a man or from a woman is kindness. Be kind. Be kind. Number three. Oh, also, also, here, yeah, listen to this one. I love this scripture. Listen to what it says. Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31 woman. I want to be a Proverbs 31. I want to be a Proverbs 31 wife. Like even us men, we want Proverbs 31 women, but we are not the Ephesians 5 men. She opens her mouth with what? She opens her mouth with what? And on her tongue is the law of kindness. That's how you tame your tongue as a woman, by observing the law of kindness, that when you open your mouth, be wise. In other words, don't be foolish <laughs> in your speech. Let's move on. Number three, contentment. 
They say I'm left with three minutes. Number three, contentment. It says, love does not envy. The Passion Translation, it refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Contentment is key in a relationship because if you are not content as a wife, as a husband, as a mother, father, or as a friend, or as a colleague, you are going to envy your friends or the people you are in a relationship with. You are going to be jealous of them. When God blesses them, when something good happens in your life, what are you going to do? You are going to respond with jealousy because you are going to be envious of them instead of celebrating them. So loving my friends means I will not be jealous of the blessings of my spouse, friends, colleagues, etc. I will. I choose not to be jealous of other people. And if there's a way that God will deal with you in life, it is to bless the people who are around you. So if your love lacks contentment. You are not a content person. You see, that's why Jesus puts it this way. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So the question is, are you comfortable in your own skin? Are you content? Can God bring closer to you a friend who is much more blessed than you? Materially, that is. Can, can, can God bless you with, with a spouse that is more, you know, educated than you, a friend that is more educated than, than you? You know, they are, they are, they are, can, can, if somebody brings somebody who is better than you, can you handle that? Can you survive someone else's blessings? Because the reason why some of us, we can't keep relationships, we, we, we want to be around people who are lesser than us. But as soon as they come to our level, all of a sudden they are no longer good friends. But can you celebrate your friends? And my advice is cultivate the attitude of celebrating your friends. Even if they've bought just something insignificant, celebrate them. You know, show them that you, I'm not here to compete with you, but I'm here to compliment you in this relationship. I'm not here to shine better than you, but I acknowledge that by being next to you, my light even shines better. But it begins with contentment. Be content. Be comfortable in your own skin. Proverbs 14 verse 30 says, A sound heart is life to the body, but envy, it says, is rottenness to the, bo to the bones. So envy and jealousy is not healthy for relationships. They will destroy a relationship. It will tear it apart. I've seen Barcelona in life where people go together very well. They are building a good relationship, but as soon as envy, jealousy, it's like when, when hey, everything that your, your friend buys, you want it. It's like many of us, we put ourselves under pressure. We want to buy a car not because we want it, because our friends, you know, have bought a car. We want to, we are going to put pressure on our spouses. We want to go on vacation, not because you want that vacation, but simply because you saw your friend going on vacation, they took pictures, posted on Instagram, and you want the same experience that is even not going to fulfill you. Because many of us, we want an experience for the sake of proving to our friends that I can also do it. And yet we walk away from that experience empty. You buy clothes not because you want them, but because you want to prove a point that you can buy. That's why they are full in your wardrobe. You've never worn them even once because it was out of envy. Because somebody bought something. Your friend gets married and they find a good man. And all of a sudden you want something that you can criticize in their marriage because it's out of jealous. That's why we end up gossiping about our friends. The people that you said you love, you end up gossiping about them. Number, number four, humility is another trait or characteristic of love. Love does not parade itself. The person translation says, love does not brag about one's achievement. So in other words, when your friends achieve something, you are going to celebrate. But when you achieve something, you are not going to brag about it. You are not going to make your friends feel uncomfortable because of your achievements. Because especially when we want to be in charge in relationships, 
We want to make others feel small because any little bit of achievement. Thank God for your achievements, but don't use your achievements to make other people feel small. So if you do well in one area in your relationship, don't brag. Be humble. Because there will be another area where you are going to fall short. It's like sometimes uh, when we, we, we do, and I'm always making you know, examples with couples. It's like, it's, it's so sad listening to couples trying, the, the one couple trying to say, I, I am good with this. You know? It's like they're trying to point out something they're not happy about in their spouse. But they will try by saying, you know, it's like, why are you parading your achievements? Because one day there will be an area where you are not good. So be humble with the areas you don't even have to mention. If there's something that you are not happy about, rather raise it, talk about it. But there's no need for you to just say, you know, good. Uh, but probably you are, not, you are, you are not good with, with love. Probably you are good with children, but not good with your spouse. So be humble. Make sure that you don't parade yourself. Don't make others feel small because pride is a stumbling block in your walk of love. Therefore, be humble at all times. And I love it because God... <laughs> for, <laughs> God says, humble yourself. Do it. Practice being humble. Sometimes do something significant and just exercise and just say, I'm not going to tell anyone. Just for control. Not because you're trying to, but just, just, try, just say to yourself, I'll, I'll, I'll go on holiday and not say anything. Let's stop parading ourselves. Let's just, just achieve something one day. No, I'm not saying every area of your life be a mystery. Just, but just to practice humility. Amen. Just to practice because sometimes we feed pride. Yeah. We feed it like, and it grows like a monster. Yeah. Because we are not exercising humility. Sometimes just do something big and, and just choose to. And not allow your friends to put you under pressure to always report. You know those friends who are like, ah, it's like, what kind of a friend? I must, must I report everything now that I'm doing? What kind of friendship, friendship is this one? No, what, why must I? Pride, the Bible says, goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So if you don't want to fall in your relationship, if you don't want it to be destroyed, Watch out for pride. Be humble. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Number five, modesty. Love, it says, is not puffed up. It says, nor does it inflate its own importance in the Passion Translation. Modesty is the quality or state of being unassuming in the estimation of your ability. Have you ever been in a place where you were so sure <laughs> about yourself that you are great? Kanti, sometimes it helps that even when you know that you are great, right? Just be modest about it. Don't exaggerate your greatness. I always tell this story of my uncle years ago all of us grew up in Delmas, and of course, passing metric was a big thing. Passing metric was a big thing. It was like you've achieved, you have arrived. You know, the issue of passing metric and going to varsity or college or whatever kicked in very late where I grew up. So, my uncle one day, they were playing um, soccer against another team from somewhere outside of Delmas and outside the Mpumalanga province, of course. These, they were from Gauteng, and they played... And, and of course they lost and, 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 and as they were losing trying, him trying to console himself so they are teasing each other this guy is telling him that ah sinshaile, you know and my uncle confidently says ah patoksalayo monometric <laughs> confidently so confidently says like ah at the end of the day yeah you, we can lose but I have grade 12 and this guy stopped looked at him and laughed at him. 
I was still very young. That thing stayed with me from a distance. Probably I must have been about, about nine or so. I looked at it from a distance. This guy stood, looked at him and laughed at him and said, Joe, you are, you are, you are celebrating just to have grade 12. He said, no, man. He said, you see, I'm playing soccer like this. I have, I have a degree. Like I'm playing soccer with you. I have a, so don't tell me about metric. It was so, it was so embarrassing. So sometimes in your relationships, take it easy. Be modest about your achievements. Number one, don't announce them sometimes. But if you do announce them, be modest. Be, downplay them. You know, it's better when people talk highly of you. But it's embarrassing when you are going to talk highly of yourself. Be modest sometimes. Even in your relationship with your spouse, make sure. Even if, you know, uh, there's, there's this thing that our, our wives do. Uh, it's like... I've seen some things. I've been around. There's this thing that our, our wives sometimes become super proud of us. That they love that when we are with friends. Just, oh, my husband this. Oh, my husband does this very well. And don't come in and say, yeah, you know, just try to neutralize the situation. Because probably it's like, she will say, oh, you know, ah, my husband just bought, bought me the most expensive uh, uh, perfume. Um, you know, oh, just try and say, oh, love, yeah, no, but I don't think it's the most expensive. Just try and play because you might be talking to another couple that by the time you mention the price, it's like, they were like, Eesh. the most expensive. So be modest. Be what? Shaila pants. peace. Just be simple. Just Shaila pants. Just always try and downplay. Uh, my wife always gets frustrated with me because I'm that type of person that if somebody wants to like blow my horn, I'm always like, ah, no. It's, it's because I know there, there is definitely somebody who is better than me. And I don't lose sight of my greatness. Don't be mistaken. I know I'm great. It's just that I will not want to impose my greatness to someone else. So be, just be modest. Hey, take it easy. Don't be puffed up. <laughs> Do not be puffed up. Do not be puffed up. Yes, maybe there's something important about you, but you don't have to make others feel it. Number six. Politeness. Love does not behave rudely. The person translation, love does not traffic in shame and disrespect. That's why I said there are people who claim to love one another, but they are very sharp with their words. They're not polite at all. They speak. They are rude. They don't have respect. They will cause you shame. That will cause you shame. Uh, uh, if, if truly you have a friend, even when you don't see eye to eye, watch your words. Don't speak to bring your friend shame. Don't be disrespectful, even in voicing out your strong opinions. But be polite. Let me tell you, politeness in marriage in relationships, in business, politeness will take you far. Because it says a lot about your attitude. So be polite. Always be polite to the people that you love. Proverbs 12 verse 16, a fool's wrath is known at once. But a prudent man covers shame. So don't be too quick to like show your wrath, especially if you are disappointed by something. But make sure that you are going to be the one who is going to cover the shame of your friends, cover the shame of your spouse, cover the shame of your colleagues. Number seven, selflessness. Love does not seek its own. Love does not seek its own. In a relationship, you will always put the interests of others before yours. Because you cannot be in a relationship and walk in love and be selfish at the same time. Just be loving. Like I said earlier, just be loving, not controlling, not taking over in a relationship. Sometimes 
Put yourself behind. Seek for the interest of your spouse first. Think about, it's like we've seen how sometimes husbands will know very well that there's no food at home. But on their way home, they will go, buy a takeaway and eat. Forget that there's a family that's hungry at home. So be selfless. Be selfless. In, in marriage, be selfless. Be selfless. It's like you, you, you can't always prioritize yourself. It's all about you, me, myself, and I. Abandonabam. Indru yam, ngsaya guam. But you are married. But you are married. It's like ah, my kids. Ah, did you make them alone? There's somebody in the equation. My house. What do you mean your house? So as you 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 are married in community of property, but you are saying my house. You cannot walk in love and be selfish at the same time. Philippians 2 verse 4. Let each one of you look out not only for his own interest. Because here we are not suggesting that don't look after your own interest. No. But don't only focus on them. But it says, but also for the interests of others. For once, think about something good concerned about your friend. Do something for your friend. Don't want to be visited at all times. Sometimes be the one who is going to visit your friend. And last one for the day, number eight, calmness. Love is not provoked. The the Passion Translation says, love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. If in your relationships you are quick to take offense, you are not going to keep relationships. Don't be too quick to take offense or don't be too quick to be angry. Your friends are not perfect. I said it earlier. Your spouse is not perfect. Your colleagues are not perfect. And sometimes you are not going to sit eye to eye. But don't be always quick-tempered. You are quick to respond with anger. Quick to take offense. This is what I always say about offense. It is such an interesting phenomenon. Offense. Here's what is interesting about it. You take it. It's not given. You take it. It's like I took offense. It was on the table and you decided to take it. In other words, this is what he meant. It's like, you know, somebody says something simple and you choose to take a knife. And this is what they meant. In other words, when he said this, this is what, it's like that conversation that you are going to have on your own at the absence of the person that you are not happy with. And they are not there to, to respond for themselves, but you have afflicted yourself with wounds. In their absence. And when they come back, they are going to take the punishment from you. Because you decided to take offense. Just be calm. Hussah. Sometimes sleep on it. Respond the next day. You will, you will realize that sometimes you will just simply, you know, uh, respond differently the following day. Just give it time sometimes. Because if you are going to respond now the way that you feel and you realize at this point you are not calm that's why sometimes you are going to solve problems and you will say i didn't mean it but unfortunately you said it you said it and even if you you did not mean it you said it it came out of your mouth the other person had it and they were hurt by it and now it's difficult to undo it so be calm Just practice or exercise calmness. Even when you realize that, you know what? I can give it to you just now. Um, The the Bible says in James chapter number 1 verse 19, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Be slow to be angry. Sometimes take time. And if there's something that you did not understand about my statement or gesture, come, let's have a conversation before you react. Before you react. Be slow to anger. Lastly, Proverbs 14 verse 29. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding. But he 
who is impulsive exalts folly. So in your dealings with people, don't be impulsive. Show or demonstrate understanding and be slow to be angry. Let's please stand on our feet. Relationships are very key, but they are sustained through love. Make sure that, let's just make sure, Barcelona, that we are going to learn how to love. How to love sincerely, how to love effectively, so that we are not going to lose good relationships that God wants to use to bless us. Let's go back and look at all of these characteristics and say to yourself, confront yourself and say, where do I lack? Am I patient? Am I kind? Am I polite when I'm, when I'm addressing issues? You know, there are people who know that it's like they are even confident. They can even tell you that me, I'll give it to you. I, I'm not going to pretend. I'm just going to tell you like it is. It's like you don't have to. You don't have to. You are going to destroy relationships. You don't have to. And especially once your friends begin to define you like that. And they say, oh, so and so. I know they are not going to pretend. They are going to, and then you own that identity. And even when you don't want to respond in that way, you will be under pressure because you are known as this person with a sharp tongue. And one day you are not going to be able to tame that tongue once you get married. Because you cultivated a lifestyle of just having a loose and a sharp tongue and you got married at the altar. Those things don't get deleted. You enter with them in marriage. That's why many of us, we are bullies in our marriage. We are bullies. It's like nobody, nobody must, must talk. You are the only one who is supposed to talk. We become the Adolf Hitler of, of marriage. Your kids can't even have a decent conversation with you. You are a bully all the time. Because the words that are coming out of your mouth are sharp. You are so sharp-tongued. It's because your friends have been telling you as you grow that, oh, you, I will, you're, hey, this one. Is, and, and they tiptoed around you instead of telling you that, my friend, please, watch how you talk. Watch how you talk. I'm so grateful. Mazaran, I, I don't want to lie to you. And, and I always like making an example with, with, with my mom sometimes. And she's, and, and especially when I'm here, because I'm safe, she's not here. When I'm here, my, when we grew up, my mom, Everybody knows. It's like my mom used to, yay. She will leave you feeling naked. It's like she can give it to you. I thank God because I saw her change after, after being saved. She became this kind. That's why everybody loves her. Hey, but she used to be very sharp with her tongue. I was like, yay. <laughs> I didn't want to uh, 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 be on her wrong side because... She will not give you a hiding, but she will give it to you. <laughs> but I thank God because she got born again and God worked in her heart and she's the most loving, even though sometimes I feel like she loves my kids more than me, but it's okay. But she's such a loving, kind woman. Very loving. Very loving. But let me tell you, let me ask you, let me beg you, as I've given you eight, we are still going to continue with another eight next week. Go home. Go through each and every one of them and check yourself. And check yourself. Am I modest? When, when I'm achieving, how do I handle my achievements in my relationships? Because many of us, we are manipulating our friendships by our achievements. That's why many friends, when there's nothing good to report, they disappear. you wonder what happened to so and so it's because they feel like it's been six months there's nothing because they use that to manipulate their relationship it gives them some form of you know self-importance of some sort and they they will and and sometimes a person like that who's been handling friendships like that and they get married they use the either whether you, you are a husband or a wife, the sooner you have more money than the next person, you are going to use it against them. They must bow down to you now because you are the one who bought the car. You are going to ask them now, you, 
where, where, where did you go yesterday? It's like, but you bought me the car. Why must you re- regulate my, 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 my coming in and my going out? Be kind. You know, there's nothing in marriage. Here's what is going to help you in marriage if you are married or if you are going to be married one day and I pray that you do. There's nothing that is going to help you than to be chilled. Just be chilled. Nati loves saying, it's not that deep. It's like, sometimes you need to get to a level where you realize it's not that deep. It's like, okay, it's, just chill, relax. The more relaxed you are, the more love will flow out of you. But if you are going to entertain each and every little thing, hi, it's going to be tough. Everything, if you are, you are all over, obese. <laughs> Just chill, relax, calm down. You will see that you will solve a lot of things. You will solve, especially young couples. Hey, young young couples, by the age. You. <laughs> you I, I thank God that the same Talanya and yeah, young, young couples, they are so energetic. It's like they, they still have an energy of arguing for the whole week. They are arguing. And now if, if, if I raise my issue, you don't... You, I pause. Like I give it time. I let go of it. I focus on loving each other. Focus on the marriage. And then we'll talk about it some other time. And if you, we are not still getting each other. In other words, there's no difference. There's no, there's no difference of opinion that is worth the joy of my marriage. No, I can't live in a house where as Kulungash, it's like it's bitter. You come back and you can't, you are not in a no. I choose to just put it aside. Let me just love this woman in spite of whatever. Let me just continue. In other words, let me just if everything else does not work, I put it aside and then go back to why am I here to love this woman? Finish. Is she perfect? No. Am I perfect? No. Even in your relationships with your friends, just tell yourself that why, why do you make that person to be your friend? What did you see from them that you brought them close and you called them your best friend? Nothing else must be worthy of the joy and the peace of that relationship. Don't let it stand in the way. Don't let it stand in the way. Don't let it stand in the way. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.